Hey gorgeous ladies, today I have a little bit of a change for you. Um, recently I interviewed the amazing Rose Taylor from Biz Mama Books. She's a fellow Aussie um, accountant and bookkeeper and she took us through um, the essentials, what we need to do to create a, a, a streamlined household and business so we're never frightened about our money so that we can learn to fall in love with our money and our bills so that we can step into greater abundance so enjoy this interview um, and the amazing rose taylor can be found over at instagram at biz mama books and i've popped the link in the description enjoy just gonna move this camera around rose Welcome to the Firefly Tribe. It's exciting to have you on board. Thank you for having me. Super excited to come and chat with you today. <laughs> so just to put this into, we're just going to go back a little bit of a rewind. Um, today's Messy Mum is a little bit different to normal. Um, I do have a special guest, Rose Taylor, who's of Biz Mama Books, I believe it is. Is that right? Did I get that right? Yep. Um, I always have trouble when I try to spell it because it's spelt, mama can be spelt so many different ways. So Biz Mama Books on Instagram is where you definitely would find Rose. Um, and she is a bass agent. She's a business mentor. She's a bookkeeper. Essentially, she makes everything around numbers easy. She simplifies the whole process, which... For someone like me, I'm a creative and give me think words to write and stuff like that and I'm good. Give me numbers and I just want to run away. <laughs> so we need people like Rose in our life. So welcome Rose, I'm super excited to have you. Thank you, can't wait to chat more. <laughs> so Rose, let me know who is like just before we go in about what what got you started let's just feel into who is rose taylor because i know a little bit about you but what does everybody else need to know about you yeah so i'm down on the far south coast of new south wales so mm -hmm. on a nice 25 acre property close to the beach um paradise with my husband and my little guy so i've got a little guy about to turn two um, that keeps me very busy with that in the business um, <laughs> I've been doing bookkeeping for over 10 years. Um, I've been to uni and done a business degree and I started out at an accounting agency and hated it. I thought tax was so dry and horrible. Um, and through various jobs and being manager and everything, I decided I really hated working for other people and I just wanted to do my own thing. It didn't matter what job I was in, I just ended up not liking it after months or so and just the not having that freedom and being put into somebody else's shape of what they want you to be and do and everything um, yeah. I went out and got bass agent registered to do my own bookkeeping business and then my little guy came along and I was like this is so unsustainable because I really can't be doing the swapping hours um, you know the time for money thing and the amount of work and I didn't want to go into like creating a practice and having staff and all that drama. I had a brand new baby. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I knew that what I was teaching was really powerful. Most of what I was doing, I just went against the industry, the industry set to make you 
the person do everything for you and just tell you you don't have a clue and that's the whole accounting finance bookkeeping industry that's what they teach you to be like but people are not capable of doing their own that they don't have a clue um you know you do it all for them and make it neat and tidy and awesome but what i was doing was teaching people how to set up a new zero themselves because it's so simple and because that's what they wanted um, and i was doing that over and over and i really could see a format in that that i could go on to teach and that's where Biz Mama Books began and it's just evolved so much from there and my path has grown and changed through business and I really want to share that with people now as well um, to fast track what they've done because it's taken me like three years to figure all these things out and have a really thriving business. Um, mm. So yeah, that's how it's all evolved and began and just sticking it to the man really. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I know we had a little bit of a chat before we got on live um, and I know you've got some like super exciting stuff coming on, but I just want to pick you up on something you said about not working for other people. I was listening to a podcast while I was at the gym this morning with Denise Duffield Thomas and it was somebody else. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what else was it. Probably should have written that down, but I didn't know I'd think of this. And I was saying that Born entrepreneurial people find it really hard to work for other people because we are always searching for that freedom, that expansiveness, which is the yep. complete opposite to when you're in a corporation or even if it's like a mum and dad business, right? Um, I know I've got three employees that work for me on a contract basis and I try to give them that freedom. It's like, here's what I want you to do. Now just go do it. <laughs> like do it in your time. As long as we have it by this date, I don't mind. And what I'm definitely noticing is that we are, we are stepping more and more into wanting freedom for our souls. And it's not just in business. It's in all areas of our lives. So if there's other people right now, People are going, oh my God, I find it hard to work for other people as well. Maybe you're a born entrepreneur as well. So have a think about that. So it was just interesting that you brought that up because I was like, oh, I was like listening to that this morning. <laughs> it's so true. Like I had some flexible, amazing jobs and I would just get bored. It didn't matter what level and what um, like different parts of the industry. I even worked in not for profit and they were lovely. But again, I just got bored with it. I really want to do my own thing. So yeah, that's totally true. So how did you know when you wanted to do your own thing? It's actually a really funny story. I didn't think of it at first. It was actually one of my husband's best friends. Literally, I was having a whinge about work one day and he was like, well, if you're so unhappy, why don't you just go do your own thing? And I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. <laughs> Literally, that's where the idea began. And like, that was so many years ago now. It took a long time to, like, my uni degree didn't allow me to become bus agent registered, all these silly things. So I had to do another course, but I started taking the steps. I had the intention, I did another course, I got registered and it all just flowed from there. So that's when it just flicked in my head and I went, actually, there is a purpose out there that's for me and I'm going to start making that happen. Yeah. I, and I think it's different for everybody. Right. So I was listening, when I was listening to this podcast, you know, when you listen to things, but you're like brain, like goes <laughs> like, Oh, so my brain was like way over there. And I was thinking about like my past and like, I've literally been an entrepreneur since I was eight. I remember I used to get, um, you know, back in the day when it was a cassette recorder in a stereo, 
and I roped the two girls that lived across the road. They were sisters. I used to rope them in with me on this. <laughs> and we'd spend all day Saturday and all Sunday morning making up a dance to one song. Then I would make everybody, because I lived in the cul-de-sac, or everybody in the cul-de-sac and the few boys that used to hang out in our street pay 20 cents to watch us perform the dance. <laughs> now, back in the day, our, all we wanted was enough money to buy a lolly bag. And back then, a dollar bought you the most awesome lolly bag from the corner shop. So we were like raking it in. We got a dollar each. We got our money bags. And it made me think like, Going back generations, my grandfather was an entrepreneur. He had his own business. My great, like it's come down the generations. So sometimes I think if we actually stopped and look at our own background, like I can guarantee, and I'm pretty sure you may be too, you're going to have little trails of evidence that it was always within you. Like always that, oh, I kind of just, you know, whether you just wash the name half of like a couple of dollars or Wonder, do you have any experience in your background that was like, oh my God, I actually did it back then? Not in that sense. I had a really, um, like we live quite rurally, so there wasn't those opportunities um, for us in that sense. But I was so driven on education and to the education would lead me somewhere and that was the major path. So I was really, really driven in that sense. Um, yeah. And got the job, like I got the job offer before I even set my HSC. I was already had the entry into university. I had the contract for the job. I'd done work experience for like three years at the one place. I was on that path, but then like 12 months in, I hated it. And I was shattered because they put all that pressure on you at that age. And you know, that's the be all end all and you think it's real and yeah. Yeah. But, so um, I, I think what you just said then is a really good point. Like when you, when you're resenting something or hating something, that's that opportunity to go, hang on, like, hang on, because there's always another way. You just went, I'm going to start my own business, right? It was the same for me. And we do evolve, but it's just listen. And then sometimes you just got to look back and go, oh my God, it was in me all along. Like you're bringing that education to the forefront. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I just you know, to whoever's listening on the podcast, when this becomes a podcast to everybody in the tribe. Now, I just want you to just, just let it be easy, but tune in. Like if you're going to know it's in you and a lot of the time it's because you're wanting to create change where you are, but you just don't have the capacity to do it, which leads you to resenting and hating essentially. <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah. Rose, Rose and I don't want you to get to the hate bit. Like let's, no, get out, please, make choices. <laughs> okay, so that was a little bit off tangent, but anyway, it was fun. So what do you think every biz, business owner, especially woman business owner, what do you think is one thing they should know? I think that it's kind of all related, like the power that they hold within them, like you were saying, and that we do hold all the answers. We do know if we stop and listen, that's so big. Rather than being so busy and stressed and all that fear and hustle, 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 you just, you can't make clear decisions. You can't, if you actually stop and listen, you do know everything within you. And that's leading into taking care of you. Like it sounds cliche and everybody talks about it. And I always thought it was, it's like, yeah, whatever. You know, self-care comes later. That's <laughs> when you're done with all the things, when you've got, you think it all comes later. And I think we live our lives a lot thinking when I get this and when that happens, I'll do that. 
But when you actually learn that right now in this moment is the most important and your being and how you live and how you feel now is what will take you to there. Um, that is the single most biggest thing I have learned. So being in the hustle won't get you results, but being really in gratitude and content and being really like, it doesn't mean, and I used to always think that having desires meant that I couldn't, because I desired all these things and I used to get told a lot by other people, everyone else's stories that, you know, you can't have that and be realistic and all this and you're just dreaming. But having desires and gratitude, I didn't realise you could have them both. That yeah. everyone would sort of go, well, you're not being grateful, you know, just be happy with what you've got. And I'd be like, yeah, but I am, but I want this. Well, you can be both. You can actually have really deep gratitude for where you are and what you've got. And you can also have desires and strive for those. And I've had other people's stories a lot locking in on that for me um, and shading how that works. But it's really important that you are living and being and finding that contentment in the now and just finding that quiet that space in that hustle because that will be what leads you to greatness. And that has what's happened for me. Um, yeah. I suppose coming from where you come from, so like the finance sided world it's a very masculine it was a very masculine space to be in right and i'm very good at being in my masculine like i'm 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 a hustler from way back like give me give me a to-do list and i'll add an extra two things on there just because i can right so i know a lot of women are like that and and the world kind of celebrates that and i think a lot of mm, glorifies it I've taken in the past have been all about like and do this and do this and push 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 and I love the fact that you're talking about you've got to bring the feminine in as well because and the feminine is about receiving it's about receiving gratitude it's about being grateful it's about self-care it's about receiving the care that you need to have that perfect balance I love the fact that you brought that up because you know, like there's, there's women teaching you how to hustle. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, as I said, and I subscribed to that for a really long time too, until I realized it actually didn't work because you give up. <laughs> you just go, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. Um, you burn yeah. out and you don't get the results. You don't get the results. And you think you just got to do more and more. And then you look at yourself. Of course, the first thing we want to do is blame ourselves well, I'm not good enough and I'm not this and people don't want that and all of that negative talk and all of that lack mindset, that just blocks you receiving as well. So it just goes round and round. And yeah. it took a long time for me to learn about, yeah, the feminine energy being important and it's not taught enough. It is not spoken about and taught enough. And the way it is, it's kind of like glorified as like, oh, yeah, well, that's great. Like it's not taught as being vital and it no. is <laughs> it's so vital. Yeah. Not taught as being vital, but it's also, I don't know, but I find it, it's hard. Like being in the feminine is hard. It's hard to do because there's so much pull to go yeah. to the masculine. You know, like iPads, technology, it's instantaneous. That's masculine energy. That's not feminine energy. Feminine energy is slow walks on the beach. You know, long warm showers, massages, stuff like 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 you know, whether you get somebody else to give you a massage or you just take that time to rub hand cream into your hands or spend that time on your face cream. It's about giving so to yourself. To yourself it's about. So I yeah, I really love that. I so 
let's move forward then. So you've got a little boy who's two almost. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Have we got to the temper tantrum stage yet? Oh, I think they started when he turned one. <laughs> <laughs> it's intense. <laughs> It's the wrong spoon, it's the wrong plate, it's the wrong colour, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I've got three kids, so my youngest is 13. I had to think about it. My youngest is 13, and I'd like to say it gets easier. It just gets different. But what did mm -hmm. you find to change in how you work when you had your little boy? Everything, like everything. So... I had obviously a lot of time and a lot of freedom for myself, for the business and everything. And I, I knew it was coming and I knew that the whole doing the time for money thing had to change. Um, I could definitely see that coming. I knew that going out to seeing clients one-on-one -on -one, and I like to spend a lot of time with people one-on-one -on -one and really get deep into them and their business and how things are for them. And I knew that I just couldn't keep doing that um, with a little person and that it also wasn't really a sustainable business model and it's funny how it kind of takes things to push you to do things whereas you know I probably would have gone on for ages had that not been the situation um, in that non-sustainable business model yeah it's just funny how the world works but um, with him coming everything I knew had to change my time was going to become really limited and I needed to get the bang for the buck um, especially in the business sense and I'd like I said I knew that teaching people what I was teaching them was something I could definitely replicate that I was literally feeling myself doing the same thing over. And I felt so drawn to working with women and women only. Through yeah. various experiences. So that was definitely the path. So I knew Bismarck Books was within me and it just didn't come out until I sort of got to that point. I sort of knew for maybe six months or more without having really taken action towards it. I knew it was coming. I knew it was within me. Um, and yeah, so I started doing courses, um, getting it all recorded and then offering that support. So that's what I was doing then was doing the courses um, with support so that they had all of like that one-on-one -on -one time with me was all recorded and the detail. And the funny thing is though, with the support on my courses, I didn't actually get asked many questions because I was so detailed with what I was teaching that there wasn't really much left to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it's like, anybody got any questions? And it's like, mm, I'm pretty good. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and it's funny because you actually think that, sorry, you actually think though that there must be something like, oh, have I not, you know, something with you that people don't ask questions, but it's actually the reverse. You've actually done such a good job that they don't have anything more that they need. Oh, let's just repeat that again. I think everybody that watches and listens to this is, just because people aren't asking questions, it actually means the opposite. It means you're doing a really good job. Yeah. I'm going to put that in my heart too. That was such a powerful message. <laughs> so um, I know that um, you were going to have a little bit of a talk to us around bookkeeping, which I, um, for lack of a better term, suck at. <laughs> like, <laughs> I suck at it. Um, I, I haven't done my tax from last year yet because it's just like this. Um, and I know you did a really detailed training for us inside the Firefly Academy, which we definitely got some juice out of. But today, what could you give us some advice around bookkeeping for whether you're in business or not? Because even if you're not in business, you still have tax that you can lot you have to lodge. So what what bookkeeping tips do you have for us? So it's really important to have a system. 
no matter what the system is, you just need to know what your numbers are. You need to be across them. You need to bring awareness to them and you need to be looking at them. So if you're in a business, that means, you know, whether it's a spreadsheet, a spreadsheet is okay, providing it's not taking you too long. Um, so my method of, um, so accounting software like your Xero, your QuickBooks, that, you know, that's obviously the preferred thing in an established business to be using um, to have the bank feed. So a bank feed is just your bank statement transactions are all fed straight in. So all you have to do is just chuck on a category and things, just a couple little boxes to enter each one. Once it's been entered once, you don't actually have to calculate or do anything. All the reports, you press buttons, it's all tallied for you. You can check your GST threshold. You can calculate your taxes. Like it's really quite amazing, the automation and time saving. So mm -hmm. that's like 30 minutes of fortnight is what I say. If you've got the software and it's set up right, literally in 30 minutes of fortnight maximum, you can have all of your numbers done and you can know where you're sitting with GST and tax and all those things. You can know how your sales, your profit, all those really important figures, you know where they are and what they're doing. You can do yeah. a similar thing with the spreadsheet, but you need to have a good template and you need to not be spending more than 30 minutes a fortnight doing it or you're really wasting your time because your time is, you know, your energy is time is money, regardless of how you're charging your time. Think about the value of your time. People get really hung up about software memberships, memberships like the subscription they're like they start at 20 to 30 dollars a month in a whole month that's not much guys really not much so they're worth the investment in my belief spreadsheets are awesome too you can do it just make sure you have a business bank account business bank account all the way because then everything's in the one account you're not losing because if you're doing it in a spreadsheet it's manual you don't want to miss out on deductions and, and miss anything you don't want to lose things so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are my big advices for people who are in business, but in life in general, as well as people who are in business, you need to know what all your figures are. You need to know what your income is and what your standard living costs are. Don't just be whipping out that credit card nonstop and always having a balance because it's so easy to do and you just think, oh, I can never pay it off. You know, there's always balance. What that means is you are spending more than what you are making every single month. That's not healthy. So you know, depending what different things are happening in your life and what you're achieving, sometimes you're making that choice. And like, as we've learned from a different mentor, debt is not a necessarily a bad thing, depending what you are using it for and your strategy, but have a strategy and have a purpose. So sometimes like obviously your mortgage is super important. Sometimes we use credit cards as a strategy for a purpose, but if it's just you're spending constantly and there's always a balance and it's no strategy behind it, then that's actually just spending more than what you're making which is really unhealthy. Yeah. Um, and your finances, your finances are unhealthy because you're just going backwards. So, you, you know, it's not sustainable. Um, yeah. So it's really important to know, like know how much you're spending on groceries, know how much you're spending on different things and sort of having a plan for them. So I really talk about knowing what all of your living costs are and putting them into either weekly, fortnightly or monthly, regardless of how often you pay them. Some things we pay quarterly, annually, whatever, to have that figure so we know what our costs are. And then you can put aside for them all in different categories every single month. Um, so every time you get paid, you can put aside for all of them for the whole thing. And then when those annual ones come up, the money's sitting there. So just having a plan and having awareness around your numbers in a nutshell, <laughs> you know, I can't go into a lot of detail right now. So sorry if that's a little bit vague for some people. Um, 
but yeah, just really being on top of them, bringing that awareness, knowing what they are, having a strategy. Um, and that will really keep your finances healthy, keep you abundant and heading towards your desires. Yeah. And I think like, I don't know what your clients come with, but I know just for myself, like purely selfish reasons is it can be scary to look at your bills because you're like, Oh, like, like I, I'm a family of five people. We spend a ridiculous amount of money on food, but you know, like instead but of freaking, opinion. but that's true. But instead of freaking out about it, we celebrate what it's giving us. So something I often talk about with my clients is, you know, you freak out about the money, but actually celebrate what it's bringing to you. And because you know it, you can celebrate it bigger. And as you said, then it grows, you feel more abundant, you feel bigger, and you can start creating that strategy that's from a place, not a place of fear, but a place of, oh my God, like this is where I'm at, this is where I get to grow. So I think that's why people like you who teach us how to make numbers sexy and make us feel good about them and know them really help us stay on track. And, and feeling into those abundant feelings. So before we got our live, you had a little, um, you dropped a little bombshell that you've got a challenge that starts tonight. So um, can you let us know a bit about that? Yes, yeah, so it's called Getting Real Business Ready for GST, but it's really for anybody. So it's a three-day challenge. Tonight we're talking about recording your numbers and that's talking about accounting software and how amazing that is how to know what to choose, all of those things really detailed on the accounting software. So if you're curious about that, jump in and have a watch tonight. Tomorrow, we're talking about pricing and why reviewing your pricing is so important. And yes, especially when you are nearing registering for GST, but you don't have to be close to registering for GST for that to be relevant to you. I think everyone in business that's not on accounting software, you know, could help to hear about what it can do for you that pricing is something we always need to think about and we do not increase and review enough. Um, mm. And then day three on Wednesday is all about the logistics of GST. So what is it? How to calculate it? What do you need to do? So again, even if you're not there yet, that's really awesome information because you will get there. Come on, you will. Mm. It's going to happen and you need to know about it. So it's really important. What I teach is planning for GST. Getting your business set up and ready so there's no overwhelm, no stress, no meeting the threshold and not knowing it and coming back months later, having to recalculate everything, having debt on taxes, like all that crap, we don't need that. If no. we know it's coming because we're watching our figures, we can see it coming, we can plan, we can be on accounting software, have everything ready to go, we can register on our own terms and then do our own VAS right through and it can be really easy. So whether you're there or not, that's really helpful to have that knowledge around it um, and be thinking about it. So I would love to see you there at 8 p.m. The replays will be there as well. So if 8 p.m. is no good for you, if the kids are still up, that's okay. There are replays and it goes for three days. So I would love you guys to join me. So how can we get into that? Like where is, can you pop a link in the comments maybe at yep. the end of this live? Yeah, sure thing. Um, I'll drop a link, go in and register and you can come straight in. Perfect. So what I'll do is I'll put that link on the podcast in the show notes as well. So next time, you know, they can get maybe a reminder next time that you run this challenge. How does that sound? Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> just so everybody knows, I threw that at her all of the <laughs> Like literally just then she's like, can I? Is that possible? We will make that possible. <laughs> um, so Rose, um, I know 
take the power that if you can remove the pressure of, as you said, talking about collating your numbers and keeping your books up to date and making it simplifying the process through everything that you teach, when that just alleviates the pressure from your body, we then just become, we become like magical creatures, like unicorns. Like if, if unicorns were real, which I secretly think they are somewhere in an alternate universe. There's definitely Matt unicorns in my world. But when I think of a unicorn, it's like we become those magical creatures that can manifest easily. We're creative. We have ideas, but at the same time and enjoy our lives more. And I think I'm so appreciative that you've given us the opportunity to discover how to do that in business. Definitely by alleviating some of that overwhelm from around the bookkeeping and noticing all our stuff around tax. Definitely. I think one of the biggest things that brings in that lack and the fear, so the fear around money and worrying about money is massive lack mindset and that negative mindset will pull undone your results and so much else in your life and your mind. Like it is really a ball and chain pulling you back. So mm. The biggest part is the number. So if you can feel good about your bills, about where your business is at, about whatever you're making and whatever you're spending and know that you're on a path and that that's destined and you're going places, regardless of what the numbers are and, you know, where, how much you're spending over what you're earning, all those things. If you can be really good and at peace and happy about that and still have the money to pay the bills as they come in and have a plan, like it doesn't matter what your strategy is, but you have one. So you have that belief that everything's fine and this is how it's meant to be and it's going where it's supposed to be and not be questioning and not be fearing and going, Oh, what if I run out of money and you know, all those things and all the horrible things, all those things we think about all the time. If you can get away from all of that, that's when you go places and that's a massive thing to get to. So it's so important in your life and in business. Yeah, that's when you become a unicorn. Um, and you're going to be able to gift everybody with that. So definitely, if you're ready to reduce the stress load on yourself around your numbers and your bookkeeping and getting all your tax and all that together, definitely check out Rose's three-day challenge. It does launch off tonight. The replays will be there. Um, and do you think you'll be running this challenge again in the future? Yeah, definitely. Wait, so even if you catch this podcast, I don't know, maybe it's a year from now, um, Rose will definitely be there and she will be definitely able to um, show you how to make things simpler inside your business, how to love your numbers, how to love your business so that you can really create the freedom and the life that you want for you and your family. Rose, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to add that maybe I've missed? No, I think that's, we've done really well. I think we've given lots for people to think about. Um, so thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. And I would love to see you guys over on Instagram um, at Bismama Books or yeah, in that um, challenge tonight. Perfect. So for everybody, I'll put um, Rose's Instagram handle, which is the best way to get hold of you, isn't it? If they were wanted yeah. to message you about stuff. Feel free, go, jump in the DMs and ask me any questions. I'd love to chat to you guys. Perfect. So I'll put all of that in the description of this video, in the show notes for the podcast and all the other places you may come across us. Rose, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Um, it's been an absolute privilege. Thank you. See you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.
And Messy Mum, that's a wrap for this week's Messy Mums podcast. Now, get your hands on some extra resources or tools or check out my latest blog. Head over to the website and you'll find the link for that in the description of this podcast. If you've loved it, like and share it with your friends. And if you want your own copy of the Messy Mums playbook, head over to the website and you can purchase your very own copy and have it within your hot hands in the next 14 days. Have a great day. Bye. Hey there, fellow Messy Mums. Welcome to the Messy Mums podcast. I'm Angela of Firefly, and I'm here to help you move from chaos to calm with a bunch of fun, fast, easy tools and strategies. I'm also the author of the Messy Mums playbook, coach, personal transformation specialist, and founder of the Firefly Dream Builder Academy. Now, if you're ever looking for me and I'm not here or hanging out on my Instagram or Facebook pages, I'm probably at home sitting in my yoga pants, creating some tools for my clients or hanging out with one of my three kids drinking a hot strong coffee. But wherever I find you today, let's dig in for the next 10 minutes and get you from chaos to calm. Let's get started.